0: Hello, and welcome to Issue 5 of the Clues Chronicle. Truly independent news because mainstream and alternative news, an idealistic fourth estate, have been compromised by a for-profit and control-against-truth agenda. You may argue this has already been the case since two of the other estates, religion and the nobility, have teamed up against the first, the hoi polloi, which is also my internet handle. In that case, I would do my best to faithfully argue that a real and true fourth estate that is not afraid of exposing the conspiracy of the others, is necessary to create any balanced society. Since the Hoi Pole resulted in religion and nobility, we can also take their power away if we organize and understand how our system works. Today, your hosts, myself and Kay, will read from an 80-page document I made in 2009, which was simply my attempt to jumpstart that initiative. Of course, I'm just one person, and even with Simon's help to diffuse the information, It has not gotten the attention I think it really needs to see if people really want this kind of information or if they're satisfied with the mainstream and alternative news being controlled by a fanatical religious cult of a wealthy superclass. What is it all about? Well, it's basically the concept that a set of predetermined victims are created before a planned terror event as a particular military project called a Wall of Tears This wall of tears prevents the average person from asking questions about the faked terror event or any kind of operation connected to it because they get hung up on the calculated stories of victims which are meant to draw you into the human side and bring you away from your connection to uh, those powers that are tricking us. In order to safely construct the wall of tears, they hire celebrities, media employees, or other agents, and trusted friends of the elite to go undercover or to lend simulations of their faces to the database. Uh, It's a complex arrangement, probably, but it's all sort of homogenized into a database of faces and names with minimal background and usually connections to other stories that the media have already full control over. The face pieces are mixed and morphed with simple software to make video and photos of people that never existed, or alternative virtual versions of those who do. And if they're deeply involved enough, such as wife of CIA asset Barbara Olson, they may simply disappear from public life. Proofs and evidence of this operation, the touch of a database, such as those created by Oracle or other government computer groups, is evident by simply looking at the victim memorials that still exist. A few of them have quietly gone offline since the publishing of my victim report which stands for uh, simulated victim or vixen. When we return, Kay and I will read it and talk about it and some other stuff. Here's a song by the social service to give us a little transition music. <laughs> Okay. Hi. Welcome back.
1: Hey. Hi. Nice. Thanks for having me back. Appreciate it. And thanks for having me on last time. I, I listened to the audio. I was like, I didn't thank you for being on the show. I felt kind of rude. So.
0: Oh, are you kidding? No. It's it's the pleasure is all mine. I really appreciate having you as a co-host. So uh, and we've got a lot of great things planned. So uh, it's going to be awesome. It has been longer than two weeks, though, by a hair, hasn't it?
1: A little longer, yeah.
0: Sorry about that.
1: No, that's, you know what, life gets in the way and we're doing the best we can. That's awesome.
0: Okay, Okay. great. Uh, So at some point, uh, we should try to get our friend Vadir in here, I think.
1: I would love that. She has so many nice, smart, intelligent things to say.
0: I agree. Hopefully we'll get her in soon. But anyway, we do have some things planned in the future. So this episode will focus on the Vixen Report which is just a a strange thing that I wrote back in 2009. And I say strange because not many people format their their news this way like in, in a pdf you know a lot of people are using youtube videos you know that's how simon got his hit uh september clues looked at a lot and this 80 page pdf wasn't exactly it wasn't exactly something that people looked at i mean i'm pretty sure that very few people even people who like the research have, have actually read
1: is it linked somewhere where people can find it easily
0: Easily is a subjective word but it's if you go to septemberclues.info and you go to enter the research we made a special page there called the Vixum report and if you click on that you can see the list of the supposed 3000 or so uh victims and some of that some of that has been reduced now to like yeah I think it's 2983 which is 2 and 9 and 8 and 3 which is 1111 11. and and yeah it's right there but maybe it's too obscure still maybe we need to put a big fat download link somewhere but it's a pdf so i mean i don't know huh. just go to september if you're interested That's in good.
1: no pdfs are a great form i mean look at miles mathis all he does is pdfs and they get passed around pretty significantly
0: i wonder you know i put at the top please print in full color and diffuse because i've taken some pictures that are official, and I don't want people to use pictures that are distorted in any way. I want people to see just how terrible these supposed high-quality pictures actually are, you know?
1: Right, once they print them, they'll be, it's your crappy printer. No, no, the picture was like that before.
0: (laughs) Exactly, and that's just the, PDF is all right. I was surprised that PDF caught on, honestly, as someone who's been into computers since they've been a teenager, Um, but... PDF seem to have cut on, and hey, it looks like they have some use. So
1: yes, they have so much. This is awesome. 80 pages, and it's just easy to pass around. Email attachments, so. and there it's you under, go. It's
0: like about five megabytes, so pretty pretty simple way to expose the hoaxers if people have the patience to actually look at it, or better yet, if it inspires them to look at the 9-11 victim memorials for themselves and see just how fucked up and wrong and totally filled with errors and problems that it actually is.
1: Excellent. That's exactly it. Look for yourself. You'll convince yourself what you do.
0: So uh, we've got a couple other shows planned soon. Um, the next one I'd like to cover is The Moon Hoax.
1: Oh, that's one of my faves.
0: This isn't the concept that the moon is a hoax, but the concept that the Apollo moon landings and other things like that have been faked since the 60s. So, Then we'll look at JFK, and I think we'll do a better job than Jim Fetzer ever did at looking at what evidence is actually admissible as evidence or not. Banking scams, you know, the Jewish control of banks, or just the fact that banking is like kind of a weird institution that we're all kind of trapped in. We'll talk about science gods. That would be, you know, questioning Einstein and things like that. We'll talk about Fukushima and the tsunami. We'll talk about the AIDS scam, the Titanic, the International Space Station. That's one of my favorites because it's just so absurd. 7 7, which is connected to 9 11. And actually, I have a bit about the 7 7 bombing in London. I don't know if anyone remembers that or if they forgot about it but i think it was 77 2005 which would make it 777 i think mm. 2 plus 5 is 7 <laughs> yeah we'll do our best to dip into the jewish holocaust what's hoaxy about that uh the numbers are probably not real first of all i mean 6 million is just kind of like a weird number that they have floating around we'll go into the columbine massacre which we argue of course wasn't a massacre at all uh, satellites because satellites are funny the way that they're marketed and stuff and I think you'll have a bunch of interesting things to say about that or Vidir if we could get Vidir on the Cold War Ebola anyway it goes on and on and we've got tons of shows lined up and I hope that we can do them regularly are you are, you, are any of those interesting to you or would you Ooh. have fun
1: I'm excited about a lot of them the Ebola one I did a lot of research on that you know what's good research People's vacation work. photos. <laughs> I I found a bunch of them from Liberia during the Ebola crisis. They're just yeah. having fun on the beach, man. A ton of photos of all these people, and because it's cheap, I guess, in um, Liberia, and it's gorgeous too. There's a lot of palm trees, and there's a lot of beachfront property. A lot of resorts. What is it?
0: What is a beach snack in Liberia? Isn't that like a, a baby's heart or something like that?
1: Oh dear goodness. Or like,
0: or like a, a you know a still throbbing liver or something you know like,
1: from like what a goat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, hopefully. Anyway, we'll we'll go into all sorts of fun things on yeah. the show. Yeah, so, that'll be good. And the main thing, of course, is that if you can get into questioning things for yourself, you can help the hoi polloi and help people. Yeah, develop a real fourth estate that's actually worthy of the title journalism.
1: Can I can I ask a dumb question?
0: I don't think there's any dumb question except one that isn't asked.
1: What, what's the whole fourth estate idea mean?
0: Okay, well, so it's kind of this term that's been bandied about a little bit. Supposedly, uh, I think it's the French thing. The townsfolk, the religion, and the nobility all kind of make up the three estates like a separate institution, kind of. The fourth estate is the concept that the news media should have been something which also is sacred like to itself that's of course totally fallen apart if it even ever was a thing
1: yeah hey off task a little bit did you see the new supergirl tv show they have
0: i don't watch a lot of tv anymore but no but tell me
1: oh because you know there's a whole thing with all these superhero tv shows There, the flash my husband likes that so we watch it well, so Supergirl, she's, of course, Superman's they cousin or something. She was sent to Earth to protect <laughs> him, but she got caught in the phantom zone. So she didn't get kicked out until recently. So now she's in Los Angeles. She's a newspaper reporter. And they're totally upholding the whole media is independent myth in such a major way. I can't help but think that's the entire purpose of the show.
0: Isn't that funny, too? And everyone knows that the media is pretty much owned by Jews and and Zionists and the U.S. military. That's kind of a funny thing. And then the whole Superman, like, what does that come from? Where does concept come from? The idea that there's, like, someone better than other people, you know? Mm-hmm. And how that works into who owns the media. Do they consider themselves better, you know, just because they're a reporter? I don't know. It's a very strange
2: thing.
1: It's hard to talk about in like a, a solid way because at some point, I'll be honest, I keep thinking if my if one of my administrators ever catches the tape of what I'm saying, I got to make sure I say things in just the right way. Right. So I can't be as maybe open as I want. And you could even air this. This is fine. People, you know, this is reality. Yeah. It's probably one of the few topics that would upset people. You know, Hoy, about the Jewish ownership of the media, isn't it interesting how there's some weird connection between the media and the military and the government? Have you noticed that?
0: Yes, yes. I've definitely noticed that. It's almost like... News anchors are agents because they just do their best to ad-lib a responsiveness to it. You know, they pretend they're really into it and they're really good at reading with inflection at certain points. But they're not really investigators. They're just reading a script.
1: They are. I have a theory about how they read. And it's, if you ever notice, all the news people, you know, it's 5 o'clock and welcome to evening news. They all have this special way they say things. And... I think it's that way on purpose because they're such bad actors when they when they fake talk, then then they're acting, you know. But other than that, they read in that specific way. I think to throw people off when they're actually still reading, but pretending they're not acting. <laughs> that makes sense,
0: right? Yeah, it does make sense. It's it's like if you are reading their face at the same time that you're kind of listening to their words, you know. If you're passively just downloading TV, you won't really notice it. And you'll notice that they often cut away to like a little video. But if you watch them, you can see them doing it. You can see them kind of like, I'm not really sure what I'm reading, but I'm going to read it in an interesting way.
1: Exactly. And they all have the formula. You know, they say it in a certain tone and a certain speed so that we pick it up and we become receptive to the information.
0: Right, yeah, it's almost like if it's passively on in the background, it catches your ear, it catches your eye, it's meant to hook you in and then almost be oppressively oversaturated with information when you do pay attention, that you kind of pay attention, but you also kind of put your attention back a ways and just try to download it a little passively because paying full attention to these actors is, it's like painful. And then you go immediately into hypno mode and you're just like downloading it because you can't even pay attention too closely. Because as soon as you start scrutinizing it, you're like, I can't believe this fucking person is lying to my face in this way. And you can't accept it.
1: Right. And then you, you got to read the lie. So first they say the lie. Then you, if you look at the scroll bar down at the bottom, now you got to read another lie that's happening. As you're listening to a lie, it's like, ah, ha <laughs>
2: Yes,
0: just as a little segue, I think this is a good segue. When nine eleven um was going on as a as a media psyop, it was kind of in this transition period where the internet was just, just becoming a thing that everyone was using in two thousand one. So they kind of had this anticipation that, well, we'll make a website, you know, we'll look very modern and we'll make a website with the victims on it, which was part of this this project to make the wall of tears of fake victims. But Um, most people won't scrutinize it they won't know how to scrutinize it so it's just been sitting there for 14 years still people haven't really sat down and clicked through and noticed. wait this site was never completed it's broken there's missing pictures there's missing profiles there's duplicates of people there's someone who uh, comments on a bunch of victims and they're the, the only commenter and so it's, yeah, it's a, it's a really bizarre, unfinished piece of work, which which served to drive home the idea that, oh, yeah, all these people really died. But most people didn't even bother to look at the supposed source of evidence for all the video reports that came later.
1: Well, then I have a question. You said Past tense served. Is that website still in operation?
0: It is in operation, but I think at this point it must only serve um, with all its flaws and brokenness as sort of a a proof that, oh, well, back then they kind of tried. But actually, the thing that people download the most is the constant little media blurbs about families of victims of 9-11. You know, it's, poor Timmy, he got a flu, but now he's got a baseball team. And it's all just, like, really weird Americana stuff, and there's memorial scams involved, you know, people sending the money feeling so bad about these people that are scamming them if you... Look at it with the same scrutiny that you see a, a news anchor just ad-libbing. You can tell that they aren't, I don't know what you call a an elite actor, but they're not the best.
1: No. No, the best go, they're like Matt Damon. Holy cow, he looked <laughs> at me. I'm watching We Bought a Zoo just a minute ago. I'm like bawling. It's like, this is the stupid, cheesiest shit ever. Why am I balling? Matt Damon's so good. Really?
0: And I'm sure he's all up in it now, too. I mean, because he's got a lot of movies going, so.
1: They wouldn't let Matt Damon be a superstar if he wasn't already in the club, you know. Yeah. They're vetted. He's been vetted up, down, and sideways. That's the only reason we watch Matt Damon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And with that, I think that's a good start. I guess I'll just read the first page, and if you want, we can do the same thing that we did before, which is take turns, and then we can pause and make comments and ask questions about what I've actually written here so long ago in 2009. <laughs>
1: wow. Cool. All right. Let's get started.
0: I called it 9 the Vixen Report. I called it that because I thought to myself that, oh, they're playing with symbols and stuff. The joke is bouncing it back at them and saying, like, nope, you know.
1: Yeah, no, I like it. It's a good attention-getter.
0: The subtitle is The Collapsing State of the CNN Victim Memorial Simulation and the War of the Words Hoax. So instead of War of the Worlds, I'm saying it's War of the Words because it's like a media onslaught, prologue. Yep. On the grand simulation which serves as a two-way mirror for the criminals. Okay, yeah, and so I'm referencing 9-11-9 is like, they can see through one way and watch the whole operation, but we can't see back through their mirror. It's like they've got, uh, they've got one of those police interrogation things and they can see everything going on, but we can't see them. Everyone by now has probably heard of the universally popular game The Sims the virtual world second life or has at one time seen a video game being played at the supermarket or a relative's home the internet itself is essentially one of these video games where each of us takes digital samples of our real personality and mixes it with a level of cybernetic tools keyboards mice cameras to play inside a simulation of reality some deceit makes us feel safe a fake name a little lie about our age avoiding those who seem too eager to find out who we are. Others are necessary by the medium. We cannot yet transmit our smell, our subtle mannerisms, our physical selves across the internet. Still others are purposeful lies. Simulation, using tools to claim presence where one is not, began a long time ago with the invention of language, various signatures, the press, the radio, the telephone, and the television, respectfully. And most of the time it seems harmless. I would I would argue now that instead of writing harmless I should have written ubiquitous or uh undetachable from our lives.
1: Undetach, yeah, I like that.
0: But technology has advanced to the point that allows a single person or a small group of people to truly transform the perceptions of an enormous population by playing with our expectations about how these simulation and authorization devices work. A disappointing number of people know even enough to read and write in their native tongue. Consider how many people are running and operating the literally trillions of websites now in existence, emails being sent, and cell phone calls being made. Now think about how many would know how to fix the network if the entire system, quote, went down, unquote. One person for every 900 miles?
1: Wow. (laughs) We're at their mercy, is that what you're telling me?
0: Well, it's like this is a point that someone said to me even recently. Who would know how to make a light bulb? Seriously. If you had if you had just a tool shed, how the fuck would you make a light bulb? How could you do it? Would you know how? I wouldn't know how.
1: I've tinkered but you have right. to have electricity.
0: You have to have a particular filament, you know, or, and then like, how do you oh, shield that with a yeah. with glass? Do you blow glass? I mean,
1: lots, lots of filaments work. Yeah, that's
0: a good start. And then yeah. how do you get the glass around it?
1: I have to start my oven up, I guess, right?
0: <laughs> do you know how to blow glass?
1: No. Okay. Okay. Right. You got me oh. right there. I can't.
0: Okay. And then try to imagine building a computer in your shed from scratch. How many people would know how to do this? How many people know what exactly happens with all these zeros and ones switching inside? I don't think many people know. Anyway, that's the point. An example of this imbalance of power being abused is the War of the World's Hoax, in which a radio play deliberately disguised as a news media event was sent to America's personal simulation participation systems, in this case, before the advent of TV, the radios. Because the complex and subtle behavior of news media professionals was perfectly mimicked by the Orson Welles team, who knew exactly how the radio system functioned, everyone was convinced that aliens were truly deleting human civilization. Apparently, many people described sights and smells and sounds that were not, in fact, occurring at all. It is difficult for the average person to imagine the kind of production it would take back then to make the hoax convincingly. It might take 20 people, all doing different things, making different noises, switching different switches. Today we must consider that computing power, technology, and interconnected feeds of active, willing simulation participation devices, like computers, have dramatically reduced the number of necessary people to spread a single simulation, a single claim across the globe. A well-connected technician with the opportunity to switch the uh, quote official unquote channel to a pre-recorded hoax channel guarded by a layered scheme of deceivers at each station would not involve an inordinate amount of people.
1: Let let me bust in for a sec. I'm so glad you wrote this. This is so true. You know, when people can't, they what you just did is you explained the reason that we can use computers now, the reason that it's easy to do hoaxes now, and there doesn't have to be a bunch of people in on it. You know, but I mean, you're getting that in there. People listening, you know, remember that paragraph right there. That's the huge reason right there. Just keep thinking about that, and then I think all these other things will make even more sense. The teacher and me says that's where we need to focus our thoughts on.
0: Now imagine if Orson Welles never admitted to the event being a hoax, and news reports of victims of space beam attacks from aliens were played every day on a more and more desperate and sad-sounding series of news channels. Imagine that each anniversary of the hoax reiterated, with increasing generalization and modernism to fit the spirit of the time, the events that never took place. It is simply a matter of developing a constant rate of information supporting the hoax at a rate faster than people can uncover it. Nowadays, you need to understand the number of simulation devices has increased, but the computer can mimic every single one, including language. Orson Welles did not have information generating computers and real-life actors running around cities and telling his story through every simulation system. Our government does.
1: Our government does. That's, boy, they they have a lot of... Uh,
0: Assets. They have a lot of uh, resources.
1: Resources. They have so many resources that we probably can't even conceive.
0: And pr- it seems like they don't have enough because they're always asking us for taxes. But anyway, that's a whole other thing.
1: It's a whole other thing. That's right. All right. Top of page two. All right. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> You're right. You could be here all day just on that. But there is hope. No matter how many actors there are, how fast the information is generated, processed, and thrown at our simulation participation devices, and how overwhelmingly it all seems, there is one way to check the veracity of all the information simultaneously. That is to stop participating in the simulation's explanation for its existence and examine the real aspects of the world necess- necessary to support it.
0: Um, in order for you to examine a simulation, you have to take a step back. Well, A lot of the problem with trying to do that these days is people have no idea what is part of the simulation or not. They don't realize how interconnected um, our delusion, our self-delusion has become. So they say, well, I'm not watching the news, I'm just watching a movie, but they don't realize that that movie is being informed by the news, and sometimes even probably the same writers of the news. Uh, and then you have Oh, I'm not, I'm not watching a movie. I'm just watching the news. So it's like, it's more raw. Well, you don't realize that perhaps some producer is actually, you know, saying this is okay. This is not okay. In order to really look at the veracity of all the information simultaneously, you have to take a step back, shut off the simulation devices like radio, newspaper is even kind of one of them. Anything that basically is pretending to be like, a person in front of you giving it, giving you information and just go, okay, where are these things coming from? You know, and that, that comes back to trusting your own senses, your perception, um, your connections personal to anyone who may, maybe is a part of the story. So, uh, when a story has a simulation that is run through all these different channels, radio, TV, uh, websites, it's usually based on a core what I'm calling a simulation, like a core uh, drama that is sort of like that you can see the pieces of until you identify what that drama is, you're only going to be looking at the pieces rather than the full simulation.
1: All right. So they can't see it for what it is because they only see the pieces. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. All right. The next paragraph, 9-11 is based and founded on one simulation. A post-mortem of the allegedly murdered, which as a whole I refer to as the Vixim, with a capital V, vic The allegedly murdered are henceforth referred to as Vixim, plural. It's like fish. They're plural, even if there's more than one. <laughs> That's cute. In the 9-11 simulation, we also have the presence of heroes, simulated participants of the hoax, or simply sims of every type and villains simulated madmen or simmads
0: yeah i thought of simmads because of simbad and this idea that oh there's all these boogeymen from the middle east you know
1: that's good simmads it is sounds like simbad's the operators seem to be trying to use computer assisted drama and management dynamics to run the entire works can we trace the simulations back to those behind the program do those real people have the same names as their sims or is nine eleven a war of the worlds hoax whose perpetrators never want to turn it off? Okay. I stumbled on the CNN victim memorial list while attempting to oh, wait, verify wait. what?
0: There's a title, there's a title.
1: Oh, how I more or less arrived at this investigation. Nah oh, God that title's important. It sets up what we're gonna say. Yep. I stum- <laughs> I stumbled on the CNN victim memorial list while attempting to verify the personality of a local victim of cartoon plane UA-93, United Airlines Flight 93, Tom E. Burnett Jr., ostensibly from the Burnett Realty family, who supposedly... Oh, so-
0: yeah, I have to interrupt you there for just yeah. a sec. I was confused because I had seen Burnout Realty signs, like like real like house realtors around <sighs> the Twin Cities. Okay, um, but in fact, I don't think they're connected. I think they just borrowed that that ubiquitous name and altered it a little, or it's just a, a common enough name. Like perhaps it's even like a real family name, and uh, I'm gonna do my best to. Find that family and ask them questions if I can, because of course, if if they really lost someone, my my first priority is to help them understand how much of 9 11 has been faked. To help them understand what may have happened to their to their real son, if 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 he existed, you know.
1: Right, because he didn't die on the plane. (laughs) That's what we got to tell her exactly. (laughs) So find out what really happened. You can start healing once you figure that out.
0: Yeah, yeah, the mom or whomever.
1: Tom Burnett supposedly died when the plane's simads were overcome by its sims and it crashed into an open field, leaving little more than an FBI photograph of the wrong engine type as a consequence. Being from Minneapolis and being familiar with the Burnett family, I was disturbed to find that my own family would not help me investigate the alleged source of the victim stories, which reached close to my home. It seemed they could de-invest from every simulated scenery presented to them with the brand nine eleven on it. Okay, maybe the official story didn't happen exactly that way. Quotes, Bush lied, people died, quotes, etc. But they wouldn't let themselves refute local invader sims, such as Simad Masawi. Oh,
0: Masawi, yeah. yeah. Mas- Mas- Masawi was supposed to also be caught by a Minneapolis FBI, and there's a whole mini-drama there about... The Minnesota FBI versus Minnesota Al Qaeda and that of course is meant to get people invested in, you know, this kind of like oh, Minnesota's special stupid sim.
1: So they were right back to excusing the unbelievable events of global simulation, such as Burnett's plane was hijacked and physically flew inside a marshy former mineshaft and disappeared, leaving hardly a trace. Wasn't that ridiculous? Was it's that how- so stupid?
0: I can't believe that Shanksville is even understood by people as having been physically possible. It's just absurd.
1: But you know, I looked on Google Earth. You can go back in time on Google Earth That where the plane hit that field. So for the folks listening, so this is the plane that ended up in Pennsylvania, smacked down in the field, and then there's like no plane parts. Where'd they go? They're like they got sucked into the dirt when it hit because it hit so hard. They all got sucked (laughs) down. And into that mine shaft or something, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: It's not possible. But I went back on Google Earth and that scar was been there for ten years at least. Something like that. Oh yeah.
0: It was like some trench or something that that had already been there. It's it's very much how Masonic township leader people would think. They'd just be like, Oh well, ah, oh, my friend's got this trench. Okay, yeah, we'll use that. Okay. And then well, how do you explain it later? Well, you know, it doesn't matter. People will be overwhelmed by the media.
1: That's true. But the sad part is they could have moved the backhoe that was at the trench. But they, <laughs> right? Oh, yes. That has to be purposeful. That has to be that subliminal, the suggestion. So now now they see the backhoe and they're like, wait, well, how'd you get the backhoe there already? It just happened. There's smoke stuff. You know, I something. don't
0: know, you know, it could be. The, the thing that works for me knowing about that is it connects to my intuition that they use a lot of reverse psychology. They'll say, oh, whoa, well, yeah, the backhoe certainly is funny there, isn't it? And kind of try to turn it around on you so that You're thinking, oh, oh, you're right. I shouldn't even question something so obvious because they would never make it that obvious. And that's just something that they constantly use.
1: But, you know, I kept thinking to myself now thinking, okay, well, they could have dug the ditch and then did it. Is it freshly dug? And I just without thinking about it, I'm starting to think first time I saw that on TV. I thought, well, they wouldn't do that. That'd be rude. But I'm telling myself. I had a conversation. They wouldn't have dug that ditch, no, because the plane crashed, and the plane's real. I remember talking uh-huh. to myself about that. So I think there's a reason <laughs> it good. further embeds the message with stuff like yeah. that. It's my yeah. theory. Slowly, subconsciously, I came to realize that the vixims were the most insidious invention of the official conspiracy theory simulations. Since they alone could each be debated at length by every level of society still participating in just one of the corrupt media simulations, fake witnesses, newspapers, TV, popular internet portals, every level of the conspiracy lie from space beams excusing bad animation to black people with sharp pointy things (laughs) has its leaders and they all worship at the temple of standardized corporate simulation devices. Uh are you talking about my iPhone and my laptop?
0: Uh well, I mean, I'm using them too, so it just becomes a uh another skill set in order to help your tool become um, more useful. I think.
1: There, yeah, there you go. You got to work with it. The last two major ones, television and computers, were developed within the Pentagon, by Military Social Psychologists. See my research into the MITRE Corporation in the footnotes. Alright, the next section, here's the title. Take a break. Acknowledge what you are avenging. I encourage everyone right now, regardless of where they stand within this quest for truth, to, pre- to prepare their favorite snack and beverage. Gather friends or family members, and please quietly read page by page as i have the full body of the cnn.com 911 victim memorial list there are a few different ways of browsing but i suggest the alphabetical option careful of moving changing links that don't allow you to proceed alphabetically
0: oh yeah because they still haven't fixed those it- and I, I would argue that they probably built it pretty sloppily on purpose so that it's not exactly easy to use. And they have this excuse like, oh, well, we were in a hurry. And actually, yeah, you know, there are many parts that are undone because it's it would be just be too overwhelming to finish it. It really wouldn't, I don't think.
1: Well, you know, just one uh, task at a time there, you'll get it done in a little while. You don't think anything's been fixed. They haven't altered it at all. Is that what you're saying?
0: I had an incident while I was browsing it and downloading it where I thought they were modifying it slightly. Some names would disappear, and then I would come back, and they would be back. Um So what I mean is, like, pages would not be there, and then they would be there, or vice versa. So I did have the sense that they were kind of shifting the things around, but they didn't want to modify it too badly. So I'm not sure. And yeah, I could chalk it up to computer error, But that wouldn't explain why Peer Guardian was showing all the universities, uh, news organizations, NASA, military bases and stuff that were looking at my computer at the time that I was doing this. So anyway, it's just a...
1: That kind of confirms that the military is involved.
0: Well, I do believe the military is involved. Absolutely. I think, as we discussed earlier, the military is the media or rather the media is a branch of the military industrial complex.
1: They all get along so well. It seems like the the machine is so well oiled that it's hard we for people. We all help people, it, you know? you know. Yeah. We so. lie.
0: We lie to ourselves. We have we have discussions with ourselves that are kind of like based on the stories we've been given, and that that doesn't necessarily mean they're all powerful. Sometimes it just means they're taking advantage of, of our gullibility. I
1: think. You said earlier developed within the Pentagon by military social psychologists. And don't you think they're, they're behind not just television and computers, but at least figuring out how to manipulate us the best?
0: Yeah, I think that there's a lot of studies going on. I think that as you browse the Internet, as you get to different information, they may start putting your particular IP address in like a, a certain category to examine in a different way. It seems to me that there's a lot of studies going on. The internet isn't just a, a library. It, it's like I said before. It's like a it's a virtual world, and there's a lot of um, hidden characters that are these invisible characters on the internet. They're trying to convince us that that's cyber terrorism, but I don't think so. I think it's the government itself.
1: Yeah, I always had that feeling. You can't say you know everything and then turn around and go, I don't know. You just said you know everything. <laughs> I think you know what's going on. Yeah.
0: Well, anyway, the address that I'm encouraging people to go to, it's still there. You go to http colon forward slash forward slash com forward slash specials in all caps forward slash 2001. That's just the numbers, 2001 forward slash memorial in lowercase forward slash index.html. you Go there. Browse the CNN.com victim memorial list. You'll see how I got all this information, and you can you can get it yourself.
1: Get it yourself.
0: Simulated yeah. victims.
2: Are, yeah, they are, are a
1: real thing. There you go. Read every name, every comment, the name and traits of each commenter. Note every age. Consider each picture, when there actually is a picture, for about fifteen seconds. It doesn't matter where you begin. I won't tell you what to think. Just spend the time. The rest of this document is composed of my opinions, and my opinions only, of the extraordinary things we are looking at. Thank you.
0: Yeah, and we could end it right there, honestly. If everyone simply got from this show that they could find out all the errors with the Wall of Tears and the simulated victims simply by going to the memorials and reading it for themselves, that's it. Whatever. We don't have to go into the other 70-so pages of what's left. So moving on to page three, um, just because we have some time to go over the full introduction, which is about nine pages or so, I wrote that I take full responsibility for my comments, typos, and errors in calculation, and I encourage you to convince me that I am being in any way hypocritical, deceptive, or just mean about this investigation. I mean, I definitely don't want to come across as compassionless. That's basically the point of this, of this note I'm saying. I definitely welcome discussion if you have proof which contradicts my thoughts here. However, enough is enough and it's time to stop protecting lies as possible and start showing when they just didn't happen. Introduction. My personal induction to the simulation. I wrote that eight years have passed since most of the world and I were unwillingly entered as data sets into meter corporations' STO, or Synthetic Theater of War, known conventionally as 9-11. Now, I'm calling it that because when I was looking into meter or miter corporation, which I believe is the technological arm of the CIA, that they were calling even peaceful scenarios the theater of war like we were talking about earlier these institutions can experiment on us learn more about us psychologically and each of us is in it i mean if you got a smartphone if you got uh if you're listening to this podcast certainly you have itunes this kind of thing it's not meant to scare people this point is made to simply help people become aware that yeah you are part of a giant experiment going on right now and yeah you're not in control of it and you just gotta, you just right. gotta <laughs> accept that. You're not in control of that at all. And the people mm-hmm. who are, are maybe trying to convince you that they have your best interests in mind. And maybe it's our job to make sure that they continue to have our best interests in mind.
1: That's interesting. You're talking about this. Vidir and I were talking earlier today about the cloud. Yeah. And how the iPhone was stopped. Like it wouldn't let me download anything more. So I dumped a bunch of memory and then it kept flashing me this error message your memory's full you got to use the cloud and it kept doing it for like 2 weeks i was so pissed i was ready to just get give my phone away just get a new phone and then it stopped
0: ah uh, that is interesting isn't it
1: yeah but that's the cloud i remember when storage was expensive <laughs>
0: right now you can buy a tiny chip with 32 gigabytes on it and you can store about a bajillion of them in a drawer so it's right. confusing why
1: yeah why does the icloud want on my pictures that's what i want to know Hoy. <laughs> it's part of that data thing you're talking about it's just that thing is absorbing everything they're going to be so smart with simulations soon oh my goodness yeah
0: i I mean, when I was first looking into this, the reason MITRE or MITRE jumped out at me was because I was noticing that this project to get everyone into computers was like there from the start, right from Project Whirlwind in in ostensibly the aftermath of World War II. They were saying, hey, computers are going to be the thing. We got to get everyone into computers. We got to get everyone hooked up to them, you know, so that we can monitor everything. We're going to create a simulation of the world and there's going to be a, a virtual you. There arguably already is a virtual you when you're born in the United States and you become the U.S. corporation of John Doe or whatever um, as soon as you get that birth certificate. But it's gotten to the point where it actually is like a simulation of you somewhere in some database. And that's just the weirdest thing that's going on. And is the media reporting this? Is the media acting like a safeguard of this, or are they just kind of like, "Oh yeah, this is going to be the future, so get used to
2: it"?
1: Wow, you think I'm prettier in the other world? I'm more <laughs> successful. What's going on there? Is it a better life? <laughs> Should possible. I move there? What's you know? Am I missing out? I feel <laughs> now. I feel like I'm missing out on this a whole other world. I can't be a part of. Who am I? Oh. Will I meet myself one day? <laughs>
0: Well, I, I think it should be our right. Yeah. If, if they're gonna be taking all this information from our physical bodies and turning that into a simulation, we should have the right to own that all the time. But maybe that's also a big question that's coming up in our future.
1: Can I meet the simulated me? Is that the question?
0: Right. Or can you even own it? It's, it's, uh, you know, you give out information just by being and so, if something like a computer or a AI an artificial intelligence its whole m o is gathering that information more than a human can possibly gather that information, then that's just the thing that we created, I guess
1: somebody did huh?
0: who can you blame it's been it's been this path of humanity for the last few decades, isn't it?
1: No, but wait, I thought Bill Gates invented computers in his garage,
0: well right, and Al Gore invented the internet,
1: okay. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> I, yeah, I know the truth about Bill Gates, by the way. His mom was on the um, CFR, Council of Foreign Relations, and she was on oh, several. wow. Yeah. She was on that several government committees, and they had one committee. They needed an operating system. You know, after that, it's just a story, but, you know, his operating system was purchased by the government. So uh, there you go. Early on. Yeah.
0: I don't know if people know that IBM, so-called business computing company, was a huge government contractor. You know, it still is. But that was kind of the idea. It was like, oh, you had like a Macintosh or you had an IBM. You know, there are all these others now. They just call PC or Windows machines. But IBM was kind of like one of the go-tos. And anyway, we're getting sidetracked. Yep,
1: sidetracked. Okay.
0: Anyway, I was absorbed inside this thing as many were, by media stories and politicians talking about it as if it were real. In the last three years, you know, at the time of this writing, that was 2009, I've had the opportunity to take a break from the career path I'd set before myself to adopt a few sim identities for myself, including the avatar Hoi Poloi. So I could feel safe while navigating various places, you know, the information simulation. Jed all my trappings unrelated to this research and present as best as I could my personal reaction to 9-11, which involves uh, my attempt at this uh, report. I didn't at first realize why I felt the need for such caution. You know, I had this intuition about it, but now I am thankful. To be faced with this information, one does not merely sit in front of their favorite simulation participation device and hope to absorb by diligent observation from semblance of legitimacy. That's a typo. It probably should have said some semblance of legitimacy. On the contrary, one has navigated here trying to get away from the dominant story, more or less by a combination of chance, inspiration, and a little avarice for truth. It often requires moving, traveling, and seeking tests of one's research and suspicions. So that was what we talked about last episode, how, you know, what is real research versus just taking in simulation. This body of research is only a small part of what is offered by such an adventure. However, it must be said, for everyone who has come here for whatever reason, that our research has been edging more and more toward a critical concept that the entire world should understand. This concept is somewhat of a breakthrough, a public path to a conventional exit sign, that each and every person feeling stuck in the 9-11 simulation or a synthetic theater of war may have subconsciously navigated to for personal reasons. Those of us in the real but intangible, nameless, and leaderless movement all over the world have been hinting at it, poking at it, and sometimes yelling at it, but now it's time to push through the illusion completely and make our way together out of the simulation. I need help making this path and keeping its walls safe while we become the first to make it public. I know many of you are willing to do so in your own ways, but saboteurs are more than anticipated. They are par for the course. It's time to face them fearlessly. In this document, I will make my best case for this notion. So then I have two paragraphs, which are kind of the postulation of the of the document.
1: Oh, good. And yeah, like, I like it. It's a really nice, um, you synthesized all, all the different ideas well in that.
0: Thank you. Um, it reads like this. Nobody knows who died on 9-11, and nobody knows who killed anybody on 9-11. Accept the true criminals, who are any or all persons, quote, remembering, unquote, an official conspiracy story of 9-11, quote, explaining, unquote, an official conspiracy story of 9-11, or, quote, defending, unquote, an official conspiracy story of 9-11. The public must concede that it knows nothing of what happened on that day except a lie. A dramatic and ridiculous multilayered lie composed of many different conspiracy stories being yelled through every media pipeline possible to cover up the ugliness of the conventional operative measures of a hideous society we absolve due to our unwillingness to stop subsidizing our sensory faculties with simulation. The conspiracy theories were invented by conventional business ties, filtered to every level of society in order to excuse, in countless ways, a conventional, pre-evacuated building demolition done in the full knowledge and cooperation of every tenant and of every conventional authority and without the protection of the very few, very unauthoritarian, moral, private citizens truly protecting New Yorkers who would have demanded a safer, healthier, and more honest but expensive method of restructuring the property and a true investigation into the system which manages and benefits from it.
1: That's so true. If you, New Yorkers want to really accept that those buildings were just simply demolished and replaced, then they have to be, why did Why did we get so much dust in our houses? Why did we have to suck up in our lungs all that nasty debris that was in the air that day? They'll say there was stuff all over the place. Have you heard that? Yeah,
0: I heard that it was pretty nasty for a while and things like that i mean i think some of those stories are meant to tie the media to the suffering of the people in order to get people you know sympathetic with the media in the aftermath of 9-11 but yeah it's it's a big question that's kind of like sitting around why did they allow that to happen if if this isn't just a normal part of you know the structure of our of our ugly society why was hurricane katrina you know turned into what it turned into there's a lot of questions about things that happen in our world that we just think oh well it could have been better but we're just meant to take oh well the government is flawed you know it has these little problems but i think that we could do better i think we could do much better
1: yes we can
2: yes we can (laughs)
1: yes we can all right (laughs) No 9-11 conspiracy theory is necessary to explain why the average citizen should hate the immoral gang's way of life, as phrased by the supreme criminals themselves. We might hate their way of life because it's not life, but a parody of life, disguised by the largest and most pitiful lies, seductive for the way they each entertain our individual beliefs We refuse to investigate outside our indolent participation in the lie itself. The cult leaders, brokerages, banks, corporations, politicians, media, military, entertainment, and government merge happy warlords. They all Uh, merge together. Is that it? uh,
2: Yeah,
0: I meant like the government merge happy warlords because it's kind of like... And fewer and Oh, wow, anyway.
1: aren't they? You're right. There's like only a few in each of those groups now.
0: Yeah, That's apparently there's only maybe six major media companies now.
1: All right. These warlords appear to laugh resentfully at human dignity with an absolute disrespect for life. It isn't evil, satanic, or space being in nature. It's human greed and lack of compassion, and we have to face the fact that both exist in rampant forms. We cannot shy from the dismal but demonstrably provable ramifications of this hoax a series of narcissistic futurist economist parasites have seduced our leaders and public figures and jointly they are making obscene gains at the expense of functional communities which refuse their horrible services mostly comprised of false representation, tremendously deceptive security, and chronic addictions to victimhood disguised as skeptical realism. Our communities are not falling apart. Local, active, collaborative societies with no need or tolerance for virtual supervision are deliberately driven apart for humongous profits. You may have noticed we elected another pusher recently the jingoistic drug jingles they give us are the lullabies of the simulation sung to our children in their most private moments That's good that's deep that's so true
0: When I when I first wrote this I was I think there's some emotionalism in it <laughs> I was kind of upset about finding out that this lie was so insanely deep And I was trying to reconcile why is it that people just passively allow it to happen, don't want to investigate, resist investigating it. And I came to the conclusion that we are all addicted to this society, which is sick. We have addictions to it, and we have a hard time separating ourselves from it so that we can design something better, which actually honors our functional communities rather than slowly destroying them for profit in some kind of strange Scheme that says that the more we destroy them, the more we will have some healthy society that that comes out of it.
1: They don't. They got a plan. Clearly, we ain't part of it. Don't you think? Yeah,
0: if it if it's a plan, then it's pretty sick. I mean, they must have some idea of what they want to do with it when it's totally absorbed into a simulation system where you have to you have to have maybe a microchip to operate in the society. Maybe now it's a cell phone. Maybe it's, uh, you know, I don't know.
1: But you know what? I don't, I think they know we could never put up with that. Humans won't put up with that. Otherwise, I think we'd be there already.
0: That's my point. Is it's, that's why I, I question whether it's like this grand plan. I think it's more just parasitic behavior. I don't, you know, people talk about some kind of, I don't know if they're that intelligent. I mean, if you think about someone who's just a bit psychopathic, they just do it because it benefits them in the immediate moment. And it benefits their, their children and their children's children and so on.
1: That's true. The idea of the psychopath just does it because he's a psychopath. I don't think that exists in reality. you got to have mm. a payoff. There has to be a payoff psychologically. You know, if right. you ever... And,
0: well, so I guess what we're discussing is we don't know what the payoff is. We don't know why these people do it. All we can say is looking for a motive now doesn't quite work because we haven't even examined the evidence. We haven't even started examining the evidence. So to say that we know what the crime is and to say that we know there must be some motive for that is a bit premature, in my opinion.
1: Right. So what kind of evidence if it can take us off track for just a little bit longer? What type of evidence would we be looking for?
0: Well, I think if we were investigating everything with as much... um, critical thinking, understanding of the sacredness of life, that we have looked at other recent events like 9-11, I think that we would be better off. I'm not sure why. It's just this feeling that, do you know what I'm saying?
1: Absolutely. I've been listening to Lennon Honor lately, and he does several series on media manipulation and the bad things it does to people. So yeah, it's a real thing. It's real trauma they cause from nine eleven. It's it's real. It's choices you wouldn't have made otherwise. That that they manipulate you into. So yeah, it's a real thing. Shame on them.
0: The evidence I think we can look at is what we know to be real, which I think we need to pull back to our functional societies um, away from the the parasite society and the colonialism. I think we need to decolonize. Um, quite a bit.
1: Decolonize. Oh, I like that. I'm gonna write that it's, down.
0: It's, it's a project that a lot of activists are working on now, but unfortunately they have this misunderstanding that will like eventually win over the media or win over, you know, the powers that be and everything will be right. Um, I don't know. Oh,
1: the expose. We're gonna expose them. Is that that same idea? We're yeah. Explore.
0: And I think that that's good and that we should always work towards those things. But until we understand colonization, why it happened and why we are the descendants of colonists, how we can stop that from happening in the future, I think we're going to be stuck in the same addictive behaviors.
1: Oh, I totally agree. starting part one CNN's culpability yeah culpability is my favorite word
0: <laughs> really
1: <laughs> it is. it's one of them
0: <laughs> yay more points from Kay
1: yeah.
0: I get a star on my homework now right
1: you do for making the teacher happy
0: <laughs> yay thanks I appreciate that
1: right in the bottom section on the front page of the memorial website, you may notice a small link regarding CNN's, quote, acknowledgements. In it, CNN thanks large media companies, Funny Garbage, some Adult Swim Nickelodeon creator sellout, for the design of the website. It is conceivable that Funny Garbage is meant to take some fallout in case the pictures and or creative writing are revealed as inventions of the criminal criminal collaboration between the military contractors and news media. That's huge right there. Yeah, funny
0: funny garbage was a a weird find. I thought, hmm, yeah, dying people in like a terrorist attack. Yeah, that's really funny garbage.
1: Yeah, it's poor taste, actually.
0: Well, it kind of matches the poor taste of the whole thing, so...
1: Touche. There you go. CNN thanks IPIC Security Systems for what you may have noticed is the shittiest organizational backbone ever presented by a Time Warner subsidiary, including broken links, obviously deliberate removal of pages, and source text with variable cynically named deadheads. Yes, the website's own cookie variable is named deadheads. Look at the source HTML yourself among other signs that the entire operation was done at and for CNN and not a dozen or more other creative places. Oh
0: my yeah, God. so actually it, you can name variables anything if you're passing them, but I thought naming your cookie deadheads on a site of the faces and or heads of dead people is a sign that, yeah, this is more of their, I would say, uh, twisted brand of humor. I think it might be a bit too complex to go into for this show, but I would just say if you look up how to program cookies in JavaScript or HTML, um, you'll find
1: anything at all would have been superior than deadheads on this website.
0: I think I think if you named a variable something besides deadheads on a site about um, victims of terrorism, you probably would have been in a more respectful position.
1: Agreed. Most suspicious still, CNN thanks Kinko's for, quote, helping friends and families to scan and send (laughs) photographs to an email address called missing at CNN.com. How exactly would such a concept work? The later merger between Federal Express and Kinko's would certainly add a thick layer of bureaucracy to any quest to uncover the answer. CNN has obviously chosen their Osama should widespread tampering be suspected or discovered. Kinko's did it, not us. However, if you were attentive in your duties, you might have noticed they made some logistic mistakes that reveal their complicity in each, quote, thank you.
0: Another strange thing about this concept that Kinko's was helping friends and families scan and send photographs is that when we've actually talk to someone who claims to have lost someone, they like disavowed all involvement and said, oh, the media got the picture. I don't even know how they got a picture of my son or brother or whatever. Okay. But then the media is saying, oh, yeah, actually, uh, you know, the families were flooding us with pictures. So it's like one of those things where someone is these two people are pointing at each other and saying, oh, they did it.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> nice. That's clever, right?
0: It is, except nobody actually investigates this, so all they have to do is say, oh, the other person is responsible. But that's just what keeps happening in this 9-11 investigation.
1: Right. First, in claiming the services of Adult Swim and Nickelodeon client Funny Garbage to help design a site, which relies mostly on an allegedly pre-styled database, CNN first sends up a blinding flash of involvement with other-than-CNN personnel completely unrelated to the questionable site content itself. Then, in claiming to use a powerful database software developed by a security company, iPix, but leaving their sloppy handwritten HTML errors all over the source code, CNN shows complicity in, if not employing a criminally incompetent software company, in manually and deliberately inputting wrenches into the effectiveness of a software supposedly meant to make the database function properly and then continuing to run their badly hijacked version into the ground by shameful negligence. Negligence of one of the most supposedly important databases in American and world history. Finally, in dumping credit on a deliberate managed outreach through Kinko's, which likely never took place, to gather photographs from friends and family, Sianet admits to the conscious use of, quote, family photograph, quote, associated press, copyright on so many, now removed, images of the alleged victims depicted in their website, which I've recovered back to CNN with more than a week of man-hours digging to do so.
0: Yeah, so basically, the point is, a lot of these pictures say, like, copyright-associated press or family photograph without actually putting a copyright of where this came from, and we're supposed to assume, I guess, that there's some kind of special rules uh, for 9-11 that applied on that day. But since we have to do that with so much of the evidence, it starts, be- starts to become a really flimsy excuse. How did so many different organizations all decide together, uh, this is a really special case, so we're not going to follow the rules? Um, I mean, yeah, okay, you can argue if you're already into this idea that the official conspiracy theory is true, that Everyone just kind of like sloughed off that day and like, oh, I didn't come into work and oops, my employee um, that is kind of very untrained was just happened to be in charge of the whole thing that just kept happening. And this is more of the same where CNN is blaming Kinko's. Kinko's is saying, you know, New York Times did it. And then it's all just each person pointing to others and nobody taking responsibility, which tells me that the real people responsible for this said, yeah, this is your excuse. Just point to the other people.
1: I was just going to say I would imagine the only time they would complain is if they wanted to build a new website.
0: I think you're right. If anyone actually pointed this out, that legacy New York Times and CNN, which are supposedly the source of these things, which I don't believe are really problematic, they could just create a more permanent fixture. I think that's the point of the memorial at ground zero right now. It's to replace these digital ones so that people actually looking at the evidence will say, oh, but uh, you can go to that really concrete Real physical memorial at Ground Zero, and that will tell you everything. That's the definitive answer.
1: Yeah, I guess they don't have that wall of pictures, though, like they promised on their website.
0: Well, how could they? They'd have to leave out all the errors and the, and the duplicate people and stuff. Anyway,
1: all let's right.
0: get to that. To further frame their own grave, instead of crediting mysterious, allegedly German, Danish, and American websites with larger, oftentimes higher-quality versions of the CNN photos credited to family photograph and associated press on CNN and other media sites, they admit engaging in and completing the necessary research to determine the copyright of the families of each victim. You understand the contradiction there? How is it that they actually went through the process of, okay, whose copyright does this belong to? And then how can they firmly say, oh yeah, this is a family photograph, this is associated press? Those supposedly hidden but legally required documents, as well as the farcicles written and illustrated with poorly photoshopped, lower quality derivatives of the CNN photos meant to artificially increase the original number of victim images by the New York Times articles to support the alleged existence of approximately 20 to 25 percent of the victims must be understood for what they are. Counterfeit reporting on the grandest scale. For instance... If we are to believe CNN credited so many similar-looking chains of photographs as, quote, family photograph, without documenting just who that person representing each family allegedly is, we can presume instantly that the families in question do not, in fact, exist at all. However, if they do indeed have the documents to, quote, prove the existence of the copyright holders, whether or not we allow ourselves to believe the implausible concept of AOL Time Warner allowing Kinko's employees to do their identity certification research, we have the right to demand to see such documents and seek confirmation through the alleged identities offered as proof of the existence of the victims. I think this is why they blocked that with Family Photograph and Associated Press, because they know that they have to go around normal copyright laws because they don't actually have people connected to all these photographs. So if you actually try to find who really owns the copyright on this imagery, they can just say, oh, well, uh, a generic thing, a generic entity that we invented for 9-11, basically. We also have the right to demand from the copyright holders, if indeed they do exist outside of CNN's victim workshop, why the Sim families decided to send in horrid, photoshopped, cropped, cut-and-pasted, bent, crumpled, burnt... Artificially aged, artificially photoshopped, stretched, skewed, squashed, solarized, blurred, blown out, faxed in, neon, morphed versions of a modular database of interchangeable Mr. Potato Head face parts passed for human beings. Instead of beautiful, full-color images honoring their bizarrely named loved ones, such as Yeshivant Morshawar Tembi which looks like, yes, want more war, or Ingeborg Astrid Desiree Leatherby. We must also ask why, in the comments sections, some people only receive a tribute comment from a passing colleague who is commenting on several pages, if they are lucky enough to receive a comment at all. We must ask, when they are even luckier and receive more than one comment, why the character of the comments is written in a strikingly consistent voice, and why so many commenters are in a hurry to make it known that, oh, they are unrelated and never knew this person. There are a few, and I stress few, notable exceptions to the imperfect anonymity, wherein a victim, henceforth referred to as vixim, because even if they were real, they, they have been absorbed into the simulation in some way, is blessed with the name of some minor public celebrity, such as Burnett or Barbara Olson. In this case, the image of the celebrity victim is not made more believable by its relation to the deformed photos of one of the brokerages with a thousand brokeraged faces, but calls into question the participation of many families and corporations who profited in some way from the story of this simulation and, in exchange, lent some fractions of real identity for the information generators. The media's attempt to contain the gooey walls of the vixen creature from disintegrating into the pile of digital alien flesh that it is was to use very suspect, conflict of interest splashes of credibility. So they connect it to reality. They say, you know, oh, this hockey player, this TV producer, so that, you know, you can't question all the victims that may have been created from their face or morphed from their face. Well, that person is real. So probably all the people that they're around are real as well. You may make up your own mind, but my personal cognition and insight tells me that the following findings in the CNN Victim Memorial precludes any quasi-celebrity media or alternative or underground media endorsement from ever outweighing the falseness of the World Trade Center vixen creature, the Wall of Tears. And indeed, it only damns the endorser to suffer the fate of irrevocable mistrust, just By saying, oh, yeah, I think this is real. That will ultimately be tallied in the history books. Coming to replace those we've been given, I say, hopefully, because history books, we the people, shall be writing them. I I don't know if that's ever true, but I hope that it will be true anyway.
1: Well, we're writing something now, aren't we?
0: Yes, we're trying.
1: There you go. All right, the next page, 1B, CNN's Guilt by Disassociation. Any excuses from CNN after this report disseminates? Pay attention. Did they, did you ever hear her oh, respond?
0: Uh, there was some very minimal attempt at debunking some points in the Vixen Report, but they were usually like attempts at debunking, um, my speculations. They couldn't really, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard to argue when a, a dead victim comments on their own profile that something weird isn't going on.
1: Did they forget their role? It's like no dude, you're dead. What? I thought I was I thought I was a relative. No, you're the dead guy. I mean how sometimes does that I think it's,
0: Sometimes I think it's deliberate and sometimes I think they were just so high on speed while they were making these things. They're like, Okay, we gotta get this out, you know? They're probably on like coffee, cocaine, I don't know what they were doing, but there's definitely the sense that there's a consistent voice that gets really sloppy at times. Like they were just really throwing this shit together. That's right. the sense
1: that I get interesting. Just how many images are connected to CNN? Well, that all depends on what you mean by quote, connected. If you mean that every search engine major, Yahoo, Google, Microsoft, and obscure Xquick hotbot is capable of tracing remaining and removed non-CNN site images to higher quality versions first used at CNN, even sometimes gives the exact URL where so many of the images are supposed to be Accompanied by the picture that was there, if it is missing, then yes, you could say the images are connected to CNN. Even if 300, mostly of sim plane passengers, don't actually exist at CNN.com any longer. And even more have been replaced by the giant remembrance candle, hereafter called the simpathy candle. Oh, sim, S-I-M-P-A-T-H-Y. Alright, so what is that talking about? If you could...
0: Well, so basically what that means is, CNN is the official scapegoat. You know, they've been set up to be the ones that um are, are, like, presenting this bonkers, malfunctioning memorial. But the idea that they're not the scapegoat, I'm saying that doesn't make sense because you can find images of what should be on the CNN site still connected to CNN, almost as if the site was, like, breaking down as it was being made. Somehow, these... These search engines caught images of supposed victims that are no longer there, but which supposedly were at CNN at some point. Like if you typed in CNN and put in the victim name that where there's normally just a sympathy candle, you'll sometimes get a picture, almost as if the picture was there, but it was later replaced by a candle. No explanation is given as to why this happened. But oftentimes the pictures are horrible, And I have a sense that some supervisor said, oh, no, we're not going to get away with that. When people look at this, remove that one, remove that one. You know what I'm saying? It's like (laughs) they just didn't do a good job and no amount of supervision could recover it. They would have to just start over, which they can't now because now they they have to go with what they've had.
1: They'd have to make a whole new picture somehow. Yeah, the they'd same. have to say,
0: oh, actually, that, that weird distorted version that has been there for, you know, almost 15 years, uh, actually, that was just some weird morphing program version. Here's the real picture. But they can't do that because no, because they can't even keep track of who is supposed to be claiming which picture belongs to whom. I really don't think they can. I think that's why right now their goal is to just pump out as many, uh, 9-11 victim family member stories on the TV as much as they can so instead and distract of distract f- us with new sims
1: oh there's always new sims so the face is gone and the image of a candle is in its place yes ah uh, it's a good idea actually good patch you know because that's <laughs> that's brilliant we can't fix it put a candle slap a candle call it good we're good no one cares <laughs> that's right. pretty
0: much true sadly
1: <laughs> all right Still, if you mean that the New York Times has obviously altered versions of the Vixim imagery and their mini-profile pages linked from seven percent of the CNN Vixims, though mysteriously none of the Vixims whose last names begin with D E F G H I J K L Y or Z. Oh, that's really nice. (laughs) Like they were all nice. That's nice. They're just like you
0: know what? (laughs) Skip D through L. Just yeah, forget those guys.
1: You know, I wonder if they were chopped up the alphabet and everyone got a piece of it. Oh, and D through L really let them down. They're the ones that took too much cocaine and they couldn't finish the job. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And that CNN and New York Times must both be getting their files from a single mysterious database, which they like to credit to, quote, Associated Press and... Family photo. Then yes, you could say the Vixim imagery belongs to CNN and New York Times. If, however, you mean that the original source of the unmodified Vixim imagery is believably a collection of Associated Press people who legally assured CNN and the New York Times of the family photo status, and therefore CNN and New York Times grossly and deliberately perverted the photos into unrecognizable chaos to disguise the original source of then, yes, CNN is still connected to the imagery. Any way you look at it, the question remains. A. If CNN is not concerned about people discovering the source of the full-size imagery from which CNN and New York Times, and the small host of rapidly disappearing, changing amateur sites carting away images that CNN seems too happy to disavow, acquired their unmodified versions, then why has CNN left more complete and thorough lists to said amateurs, where pictures are further distorted, miniaturized, compressed, and otherwise obscured from the CNN versions, in at least one case by a mass blue filter of 200-plus VIXM pictures? See Parts 5 for more.
0: Oh yeah, so there's this one site that seemed to put like a blue filter on over 200 of the pictures? And there's no explanation as to why they decided, um, these ones have to be blue. It's just as if there was an order to distort some of the pictures so that you couldn't tell that they all came from the same place. And one of those orders was, make them blue. Why? (laughs) Because it works on a simple psychological level. Just like the different channels showing different colors, you know. It's all the same Burning World Trade Center simulation, but, you know, one's blue, one's green, one's orange. It's like that. It's just a simple psychological trick. Just the rainbow.
1: So you mean like it? There could be a guy with a white background, and so now with the blue filter, his face is a little more blue, and the background is light blue.
0: <laughs> Not just a little more blue. It's like they removed the color and said, "Make it monochromatic blue." It's that different.
1: Really, that bad? Yeah. That obvious? Yes. Wow.
0: And oftentimes right. it's that. It's the case. Oh, just remove the color. Uh, just make it grainy. There's so many different versions sometimes of just like one picture and if that's the only picture, why would you have one good picture and then have the next media place distort it on purpose and release that one? Why? What is the purpose? Psychological confusion. Wow. It makes it look like it yeah. looks makes it look like there's more sources than there are. There's only one source. All of this was coalesced and released from the same place.
1: How many people do you I mean, think did the victim?
0: Gosh, I mean I sometimes I imagine it's just one dude really, just one guy with like a month of time. But other times I know that enough people would have been involved to make it go faster. So it's hard to say, you know. It's conceivable that a single twisted artist would do it and then just not let anyone know how they did it. But probably they had mm, a small team, like a small corporation.
1: Right, at least to get the mental juices flowing. Because it's it's easy to run out of juice if you're alone thinking up stuff, making up personalities and stuff
0: i imagine it almost may be like a military bunker somewhere where they said all right here's your group and they were kind of cynical and making jokes and that's you know why there's so many um you know kind of perverted jokes in the whole thing it's because they're just trying to have fun they don't they don't want to do it either
1: right elizabeth wino there you go
0: <laughs> yeah
1: it's probably some dude's wife <laughs> that's what i could be thinking. Uh right. interesting. Could be I like that, a small group working on these. That not much. They could figure that out.
0: That's why the writing all maybe seems the same. It seems like at best a few people writing all these and that's why there's so few of them as well. There's that one. There's the question of why is it that they're further distorted and then there's
1: B. If CNN is not concerned about people uncovering the similarity algorithms, that they would claim to have no part in, which cause among other anomalies, so many illogical and unmistakable doppelganger victims, duplicate names and name groups. See part three. Then why are so many of those obvious clones split up on the CNN site by missing photos, thumbnails, pages, and sympathy candles?
0: In other words, again, why do they keep artificially forcing diversity on something that is really clearly from a single source? You understand, like, they take a, they take one victim, clone it, modify it slightly, and then, oops, that picture went missing. Or, oh, this guy's age is 33, that guy's age is 35. Just do little changes as quickly as possible.
1: There you go. That's how a small group can do this. You don't vary too much from the, the major plan, but just enough to try and make them look different. I can't wait to look at them again. I'm like, those pictures, they're calling me. All right.
0: <laughs> that's good I hope that people do
1: there is only one logical answer CNN Associated Press and the largest possible level of media collaborators are the true and original source of the vixim imagery their fingerprints are all over it and no matter where they dump the originals or claim to have found or received them the journalistic integrity of participating media is obliterated if we find out clues to how they produced the victims and, consequently, how they formulated the original sim identities used as the underpinning for all the fabricated 9-11 propaganda across the media world. So let's begin.
0: Part 2. Numbers, non-fuzzy. The memorial is inexplicably divided into sets of four numbers. One might presume they mean to organize the list with Father Michael Judge as victim- number 0001, as postulated by I'm not a firefighter, but I play one on TV, Hanlon, in the Ben Silverman propaganda film 9-11. See footnotes for my analysis of that ill film. However, that concept may have fallen through when they realized Vixim's 1 to 300 were supposed to have already perished in cartoon airplanes driving into cartoon office workers. So they chose to bury the Rev at 1617. Here's a fun twist. You figure it out. The first file is not 0000. Or 0001, but 1329 and counting up. Personally, I detected a reason for this. See part three. So I'm just looking at what the file names actually are when you go to the CNN memorial. Why did they choose four digits for all the HTML? I'm not sure, but it seems like they had some range around 10,000 or so to produce an amount, and then stop whenever they petered out or passed out from too much drugs or something. I'm just joking about that. I don't know how they actually stopped. But (laughs) So the first file name for a victim page is 1329, and the last file name is 4491. The difference is 3163. So my point is that there's a potential for over 3,000 victim pages, but there's a whole bunch that are not there. It just don't exist. Well, if it weren't for missing pages and skipped numbers, and there are both, we might have a slightly different potential. I counted 288 skipped numbers, including 71 missing pages, which are linked to and have names attached, but which returned me not found pages, no matter how many times I refreshed and checked my connection to the site, or no matter which computer I used, during the two-week collection process. Counting all pages that successfully loaded, we have a relatively curt sim genesis of 2,875 total victims. This is already, uh, you know, like 100 or 200 difference from the supposed official final count. 2B. The Matrix Reloaded. Adventures in getting all the pages to load correctly and my final tally of victims. Okay, I thought. Let's be fair and give them the pages that should be there and assume their sophisticated picture managing database simply broke the thumbnail links. I'm not yet convinced about those pages that didn't load, so after checking and double checking each page that didn't load while collecting the vixim just a week prior, I found that 53 had magically restored themselves, though only 10 had pictures. So in other words, while I was browsing, I didn't get as many, and then 53 actually came back. Um, I did some calculation later in a sequel to this report where the number was slightly different, but the point is that I had the sense that while I was looking at it, it was still going through some modifications, shall we say, in the headquarters. In I said, the act and of I it. Sar-
2: mm.
0: Yes, and I sarcastically say, that's some software they got selective auto-repair and auto-disrepair. See how many work for you. Let's try to catch them all. Of 2,928 victims that I've managed to capture, I reached these distressing totals. The number of tribute pages with a link to an image, assuming that the not-found pages don't, 1,736. The number of those images which actually load in the place that they're meant to be, only 1,429. And as an aside, that makes the number of pages with this little sympathy candle 1,192. That means over 40% of the victims are represented by this image of a candle, even while other sites have so-called better collections of all the victims. So what gives? Why does over 40% of the victim memorial database at CNN have a candle instead of an actual image of a so-called person? More importantly, that means CNN has put over half of the available victim images into the abyss, or is it their digital desktop recycle bin? Why don't they want to show all their startling pictures? Are they embarrassed about something? Is the Pentagon getting antsy? It isn't as if they don't show forceful, patriotic imagery. Just look to your right and... I have two examples of some of the worst images submitted that are supposed to represent people who died on 9/11. Collaged, (laughs) blurry, dark.
1: Oh, it's terrible! The one dude—he looks like a thumb. He's African American, but he looks like a thumb with the face on it because they didn't cut out around his chin or his ear. They just went straight down. This is really awful. Oh, that's bad. Can you imagine?
0: And who is supposed to have done this? Was it a Kinko's employee? (laughs) <laughs> was it, was it was it a family member? Was it CNN? You know, you could credit any number of these people, and it doesn't make sense. Not one of them makes sense as to why they would do this. Was it someone taking a picture of one of the memorial, you know, missing pictures, like pasted on a New York subway wall or wherever they were posted? None of it makes
1: sense. No, and that's probably where Kinkos did their job. They probably produced all those missing people reports that were pasted everywhere. <laughs>
0: That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking, too. I think that those missing pages that are photographed afterwards and strangely posted in alphabetical order, I don't think any family members were involved in the making of those. They were made to look like a bunch of different families working on them, but it was like a collage project of an art studio.
1: Yeah, and you know what? They all have like only two types of tape. There's this post office box on the street. There's only two kinds of tape on the whole thing. If that was spontaneously done, there's no way. There'd be a ton of different kinds of tape on there.
0: That's a very good point. Good observation, Kay.
1: I try. Keep up with you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, don't. Page
1: 8. Part 3. Get fuzzy numbers. An in-depth peek into the raw algorithms of the SIM name generator. Ooh, this is going to be fun. Anyone who's ever seen a paranoid conspiracy movie... Pi is a good one. We'll know something about fraternal orders and their seemingly fanatical dedication to arbitrary numbers. 11 is a magical power. 23 is really a powerful number. 33 is even more powerful, and so is 44. 18 is my power number. Oh, and 22. That equals a power, too. Well, let me explain what that power allows me to do to you. It is no hoax that control freaks know how to distract you with your own emotions while slipping something they think into your consideration process. I am doing my best to be honest about what I am asking you to consider. Consider again what a simulation is, a borrowed piece of reality, repurposed into an illusion of territorial claim that is only validated by your personal agreement to join the simulation. Their best attempts to overcome our natural misgivings about their boring, miserable reasoning is to consistently imbue their simulated presence with exciting comedy tragedy and some kind of divine cosmic power that they hope you will also imagine they have. Another word for it is religious shouting, where your reactions to the emotional thrust distracts you from the coldly reasoned plan behind the emotion. Your emotional investment to their drama, however poorly acted, actually shields you from understanding that the creation of a drama is an invention process. The good news? This means the lies they perceive as the system's strengths are, in fact, its natural weaknesses. By examining their emotional investment in the numbers, hiccups, puns, symbols, seams, and patterns of their simulated play, you will answer for yourself whether it is composed of a trustworthy, sympathetically organized series of honest flukes or is it something else
0: my argument is that they hid in conscious and subconscious areas of this thing all sorts of ways to get your attention
1: they're good at it too all right section 3a preface to understanding the sim bible also known as vixim vixim monster and an example of the original it is established that Vixim Reverend Michael Judge is at 1617 in the CNN Memorial. His placement was undoubtedly a conscious choice because of the publicity around his name. In the movie 9-11, as already mentioned, Reverend Judge was portrayed as a critical character, and he may in fact be the most publicized of all the vixims. So it is interesting to note that his name and number seem to have a religious significance Used by the simulation operators to dramatize and give weight to their propaganda. Revelation sixteen seventeen. That's nice plan words. In the New Babylonian Dictionary, also known as the Bible, begins a passage like this. Okay, let me just make sure people know what I'm reading. So, his number and the Vixima Memorial is one six one seven, and that's also a passage in the Bible. Sixteen yes. seventeen. All right, chapter sixteen. Verse 17. The seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, and out of the temple came a loud voice from the throne, saying, It is done. 18. Then there came flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, and a severe earthquake. No earthquake like it has ever occurred since man has been on earth. So tremendous was the quake. 19. The great city split into three parts, and the cities of the nations collapsed. God remembered Babylon the Great and gave her cup filled with the wine of the fury of his wrath. 20. Every island fled away, and the mountains could not be found. Section 21. From the sky, huge hailstones of about a hundred pounds each fell upon men, and they cursed God on account of the plague of hail, because the plague was so terrible.
0: 1617 has a really dramatic uh, feel to it, and the unconscious notion of Rev 1617 and Revelation 1617 puts into the mind of biblically-minded people a subconscious reference to something extremely dramatic.
1: Wow. It is done. Then flashes of lightning, rumbling, peels that that's what it would sound like when the Twin Towers fell, don't you think?
0: Yeah, I think it's kind of a... they want to make themselves feel like God, or they want to make us feel like this melodrama melodrama is worthy of, you know, uh, religious feelings.
1: Right. And I can see people looking that up. He was quite a character. You want to say anything about Father Michael Judge?
0: There's a lot of weird stuff there. I mean, that, that church in the area and... The Cardinal Spellman and, but it's also interesting that it's kind of connected to the, you know, the Pope visiting and blessing the, the 9-11 memorial and stuff. I mean, there's a whole other Jesuit route that you could take in this research, which I think is probably ultimately connected to the same Zionist or French mafia or whomever you want to blame as the ultimate core of this. It's all just each one of these power hungry people has used this 9-11 thing to grab people's attention and I think that the people who designed this happily knew that it would go, you know, unquestioned by these supposed great faith leaders.
1: Wow. Sure has gone unquestioned. What's, what's it? Reverend Michael Judge. Those were compelling images of him. I think one of the most compelling, if you remember, he was dead on a chair. And yeah, so and the they, firemen,
0: right, are carrying yeah, him. Yeah,
1: three firemen. Parading
0: him almost. Parading
1: yeah. him, yeah, like he's some saint on a float. Yes, yeah, I never thought of it like that. Was that for the the Italian people? <laughs> <Is> that, <laughs> <laughs> to get Italians to believe in 9-11? is that demographic specific to them?
0: I think you're on point with the demographics thing. They they just want to get every demographic.
1: Cause it didn't. I grew up Catholic. It didn't touch me at all. What's going on? He's kind of like crucified. He's dead. Could that have been like Christ? Christ, like, pulling him out of the rubble, and he's, like, just (laughs) took him off the cross or whatever. But it's very compelling, and just laying there in the chair. Kind of like that dummy at the L.A. airport. You see the dummy that got rolled down in the wheelchair. I digress. All right, so he's been used a lot, Father Michael Judge. And people talked about, he's a real character, by the way. Do you know that? Yeah, he's got a, I looked him up, he's got a, a, a substantial history in new york and the catholic church there
0: yes that's my point about the people who are real who've been wrapped up in this they have willingly given themselves to this story in order to give it life they've given it you know a piece of their personal reality but that doesn't make um the fake victims more real it simply makes us think that the fake victims are more real
1: it's a good ploy. He probably was there at the photo shoot with him in the chair, pretending to be dead, take a picture. He get up. All right, let me look at that. That's good, but I can mm-hmm. do better.
0: <laughs> yes, but I highly doubt he was there on the day. To be honest. Oh no, <laughs>
1: not, not the day. I mean, just everything was done. Whenever ahead of time. they were doing this photo yeah, shoot, yeah, yeah, when they were doing it, because why? It can't be possible. There's too many things to go wrong. They had they had too many images to process. They're not going to let no, an image it's... go out raw.
0: It's the one-way mirror thing. It's the they've already got it set up. Now they just want to watch people's reactions and have it work as a psychological operation. Anyway, let's yeah. move on. Let's nice. finish. Let's reading. move
1: on. Okay. Now, I don't mean to hurt feelings, but honestly, what writer would claim to speak for God Almighty and know His thoughts and speech but a charlatan? This is clearly mythical fantasy at its highest levels of drama, and is borrowed for the 9/11 drama to play to people's love of fear and high emotion. Take the many translations of the line, Wine of Fury. It's evident that the poetic monk who wrote Revelation means to equate emotional indulgence with a tasty intoxicating beverage shared by God. What more can be said except that 9-11 is, like this passage, a call to your personal love of melodrama and emotion. Once people's emotions are activated, they cause a fuss and demand leaders to do things for them. Well, the leaders had just such a response ready. War. And to prompt the question, they provided a little reminder in the Rev. 1617. .html. (laughs) .html, the Rev. Interestingly, the first short burst of five WTC victims in the numerical index starts at 1617 and stops at 1621.html, the end of the Revelations paragraph above. Did you also know that he has a comment on his tribute page from a, quote, friend known as Linda Stonebreaker. And did you know, Yeah, that's Chap- a very
0: kind of Masonic thing.
1: Yeah, Stonebreaker. I've never even heard of that one before. Sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead.
0: That was the comment, if you don't understand, on his tribute page. It's almost like that's where they started the Vixen, and they started
1: building it from there. They broke the stone for the first building right there. Yep. Oh, wow. That is Interesting. Wow, you getting inside these guys' heads? Look at that.
0: Well, they're laying it out for us. I mean, I really think that that's the point: is that they're trying to kind of brag about it, but they're kind of just doing it to the wind, you know, and seeing if people get all upset about it. I think they're quite arrogant.
1: And did you know, chapter sixteen, verse seventeen of the Bhagavad Gita describes the personality of the arrogant demoniac. Who performs arrogant pseudo rituals to display their wealth? Surely they can't be this silly to initiate their sim genesis with such signs. Well, that is the religious shouting which disguises calculations. One practical reason for placing Michael Judge at sixteen seventeen is a functionary initializing sim from which two lists, one downward counting and one upward counting may be hum drawn. To support this critical speculation, Michael Judge is listed as the first victim of WTC, whereas numbers before him are for the most part attached to the non-WTC locations, the four simplanes and the Pentagon. Why would the REV exactly separate the list of the victims and do so from within two lists of Pentagon victims? To answer this, we must examine how the list is arranged by HTML file which, as it happens, reveals much about the names and images...
0: And how they were generated, yeah.
1: And how the names and images were generated and arranged. Wow.
0: Before getting started on such a momentous and tiring operation, let's explore a little graphic I like to call the Vixim tapeworm, which is so long I had to slice it in half to dissect it. This is a color-coded representation of the distribution of Vixims in the CNN list if we blend any of the 288 missing pages into their surroundings. The colors at the beginning and lightly sprinkled in the yellow section are all the vixens attached to airplanes in the Pentagon. The later yellow, continuing on and on and cascading into an entire second line, is the alleged occupants of the World Trade Center complex. That speck of yellow you see near the heart of the worm is Michael Judge's Bible passage crew. 1617 to 1621, the revelation passage. Even with a single 20-pixel line per vixen, with one pixel wide by 20 pixels high all stacked next to each other, it takes a lot of visual cyberspace to analyze such an enormous number. This nuisance is deliberate, I believe. They created tons of them to make it hard to look into, but surmountable. So as you can see, the numbers at the start are all virtually flight- AA-11 passengers. Then the next group is all AA-77 passengers. Then all Pentagon. Then United Airlines 175. Then United Airlines 93 where Reverend's group is placed right in there. Then more Pentagon and the rest is the World Trade Center. And there is no official explanation as to why all of these are grouped so perfectly. It seems as though they were created for that purpose. That's the point of my writing this is that it seems like The four digit numbers of the HTML pages is the actual order in which they were finally distributed. Why would all of the Flight 11 people be grouped together in some group of numbers? But not all of them, you know, like one or two are also like sprinkled in the World Trade Center. It's almost like they swapped people. They had some kind of process going for creating a group, assigning it to one of the sims, such as the Shanksville simulation. Or the Pentagon simulation, and then dividing it up.
1: Yeah, you think they do it alphabetically, so that way nobody gets missed, you know.
0: Right, no, but it's more like the process of a creative team, where they say, okay, this group, you know, these will be the Flight 11 people. It just feels like it's very artificial to me.
1: And the Pentagon's broken up into two major groups?
0: Yeah. Placed just within the United Airlines Vixens, in turn flanked by ominous Pentagon Vixens on either side, we have the initiating Reverend Judge. Yes, all the airplane Vixens from each airplane, except for a dozen sprinkled in the World Trade Center list, come to the list as a package deal. On the other hand, each group is in a different cryptic arrangement, as if to cloak by any and every method possible, the interrelations of each cell, such as shared properties, syllables, and names. To say the least, you want to see what I'm discussing. Cells composing this tapeworm were built by AOL Time Warner Company CNN in this exact order, from the start of the list to the end, truncated where tedious. So basically what I've done here is I've taken all the names in the numerical order that they are published at the CNN site and simply examined them in the groups. And I've noticed patterns in the way the names have been constructed. Let's take, for example, the first group. There are 11 sims in alphabetical order by first name. And the first five names are Barbara Jean Bobby Arestuigi, Betty Ann Ong, Diane Bulls Snyder, and then Diane is kind of mirrored in the middle name of Jean Destrian Roger, and which is also mirrored in the next name, Jeffrey Dwayne Coleman. So what we have here is in these first five names, Barbara Bobby Betty Bulls and a Jean Jean Jeffrey and a Diane Destrahan Duane. So DN 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 in, in a row. I, I suppose we're supposed to assume that this is a coincidence, even though they also happen to be in the same plane together. And they are also the names that are like constructed right next to each other. If we take as the assumption that I've taken that this is the sort of publishing order of the victims.
1: That uh, as a mathematician, I must say that's not a probability that is accidental.
0: I agree. In the next group. You have 75 sims in alphabetical order by first name. And my point in grouping these is to show the process that they might have had when they were creating these. Because it changes. Sometimes the group is last name, sometimes it's first name. It's almost as just whatever struck that that artist at the time to go, okay, I'm cloning a bunch here now. Okay, I'm cloning a bunch here now. And it seems to go in these like bunches. In the next group, you have Carol Marie Bouchard and then Carolyn Meyer Bug. So that's a Carol M, middle name, B, last name. And they're separated by another Carol, Carol Flizik. So it's almost like someone said, okay, we have a Carol Mary, we'll turn her into a Carolyn Meyer, and then we'll uh, divide her with another Carol with a different last name. And as you look at that potential process for creating a sort of algorithm or a creative process for making fake names, you notice that sometimes syllables start cascading and multiplying, almost as if their creative process was to go Li, Lu, La, Luin, Luano, every kind of iteration. And each one of those would be a new victim. So it's like the fastest way you can come up with fake names imaginable. Just each time you come up with a variation, okay, that's a new person, that's a new person. And then you shuffle them like cards, and you get things in consecutive order like Daniel C. Luin, Daniel John Lee, or... Jennifer or Jennifer Lewis, Kenneth Lewis, both of them with E-N-N Lewis. And sometimes names too close for comfort are married by comments. In other words, they'll have a sim friend come and try to sort of explain it. So we'll say, oh, Kenny and his wife Jennifer. Right, no, they they were married. They were unwilling victims of a world seemingly gone mad. I have no idea what their last moments on Earth may have been like, but I prefer to think of them in each other's arms, comforting each other as the plane hit the Pentagon. Says, Walt Carter, cousin. What? (laughs) Uh, We like to imagine this. Why would you type that as... I like to think that this is what they were doing. Says, Walt Carter, cousin. Then you have 53 sims in alphabetical order by first name. And the last six names break the arrangement in curious ways. So you have Shu Yin Yang. And then Yenene Betru, And then Yvonne A. Kennedy. So you have a... It's almost as if they said, okay, alphabetical here. mm, No, we're going to flip things around a little bit. So Yin Yang is almost like the core uh, inspiration plugged in to like invent names. They said, oh, what's something that we can do to make up some Asian names? Oh, Yin Yang. Yin Yang is a famous thing. So they put in Yin Yang. Uh, his name is Shu Yin Yang. And then we'll modify Yin Yang and make it Yenene. Eh, yeah, that sounds right. Yivani. That sounds like Yivon. And it just keeps going from there the process of someone who is just spitballing they're just creating stuff yeah. and it goes yeah. on i
1: wish people could be see on this page hoy and see see these names all listed so the thought process you're speaking of is so when you're looking at the words also you're like wow
0: to me it's very indicative of a a creative process and that's pretty much The victim report. If you want to get into it, I suggest you just read the whole thing because I am the only person that I know of who's actually listed them in this particular order. I've created a separate document for your own studies if if you want to list in the order that CNN put their numbered HTML pages, if that makes sense. So if you want to find these patterns for yourself, you can simply look at it and see what I'm talking about, at first I was postulating that it might have been an, an an algorithm, but I'm also thinking it kind of matches algorithm of kind of a human being. In other words, how a person thinks and sparks ideas when they're just kind of like, what do they call that?
1: Brainstorming?
0: Brainstorming, flow of consciousness, stream oh. of consciousness.
1: Stream of consciousness, right. Just it's coming out yeah. as they're saying it.
0: Yeah, it's like stream of consciousness creativity. It's um, kind of pathetic, I guess, is the word I have for it. But it's effective because, you know, the names are just different enough, the pictures are morphed to just different enough, and that's it. That's the Vixen Report theory. I mean, we could read more into it later, but I think this is a good introduction.
1: Wow. People have to, just got to read it. You just got to go through it to feel the full effect, to feel the wow factor. Did you want to talk about any pictures after the names? Uh, How about a te- couple teasers for another okay, show?
0: That's- see. On page 46, as a little teaser for more information, I talk about something where there's a phenomenon where there's a couple of victims that seem like they've been caught mid-morph and something hasn't finished changing. So you have Mark Zeppelin becoming his alphabetical consecutive, which I hear on Call the Alpha, the Alpha picture, um, Yi Zhao. And Yi Zhao has a similar background at a similar height cutting just across the nape of their neck. The eye is in the same position, but unfortunately for Mark Zeppelin, his other eye is closer to like his character design, and his right eye is closer to Ye Zhao's eye. And if you look at Mark Zeppelin's eyes together, you see that they don't belong together. They have been malformed by a morphing program. I speculate that this is how they produced many people sometimes. They would simply... Uh, morph a picture, and then quickly Photoshop it all and tighten it up a little. Mm-hmm. You see consistent pieces making comebacks.
1: Those eyes are completely different. One's like really squinny. Oh, that's bad because that's part of the Asian, the other guy.
0: That's right, yeah. They took a, the Asian eyelid. They've worked on it a little bit to make it slightly resemble the so-called normal eye. Now, you could say everyone has asymmetry. This is true, but If you just look at where this asymmetry is showing up, I think that my explanation for why is pretty good. And that's not the only time that it happens in the memorial. There are a few times where the morphing just seems to have been overlooked by a supervisor who was just looking at way too many pictures and was too tired to go, oh, that one's too weird. They'll say, okay, whatever, that guy's a bit squinty and his face is melting slightly. Who cares? Good enough. Is that a good introduction for more later?
1: Yes, that is great.
0: It's hard to work on um, picture story using just iTunes audio, but hopefully we inspire people to actually go in and look at this for themselves. And give my theory some consideration because I believe that even if you find one thing that agrees with it, it's pretty damning that the whole wall of tears is an artificial construct.
1: Oh, yeah. There's so much evidence, though. It's not just the pictures. It's not just the face morphing. It's the really bad CNN in Memorial. Yeah. But the, where's the family the names, members? It's the right? lack
0: of family members. It's the way the family members have been publicized or ignored or hidden it seems all evidence points to the idea that nobody died on 9-11 and that there's an extremely massive campaign to promote the opposite.
1: We're not going to fall curious... for it though, right? Are you going to fall <laughs> Sorry, for <could> it? You... <laughs> oh, the campaign of fear. Are you going to fall for it?
0: Um No, I don't think so. I mean, at least I'll fall for it less than maybe other people because I've actually looked into this now. And I think yeah, this could help other people also avoid being afraid of things that they have no business being afraid of or being manipulated by.
1: But you know, that's my hope too that people realize it's just it's just a TV show they're playing out and you better research your facts before you get emotionally invested. Yeah,
0: and we should develop a skill um as a society or multitude of societies, multitude of peoples. To uh, detect this kind of thing because we are entering a very technological age and if we want to get around in it safely, we should develop some media literacy. And I think the Vixen Report is my attempt at helping people jumpstart that. I hope that overall it's a positive message.
1: That's, that's a better way to go, right? Because you can't do anything with that frustration. It's <laughs> just mm, sitting there. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good positive route. Expose it for what it is. That's awesome.
0: Thanks. Well, I think that pretty much concludes our show. Um, Maybe we can go to some music and then come back for an outro.
1: That sounds perfect. Perfect. Thanks, Kay. Thank you, Hoy, for having me. It's been great. I've really enjoyed going over your Vixen Report. Wow, there's a lot to learn. And I hope everyone goes to Clues Forum and gets on that Vixen Report page and take a look at it. Take a look. You
0: can go directly to the PDF if you go to septemberclues.info and then click on the original research link or enter original research
1: Excellent. I've already, I've already got the PDF there on my laptop. I'm going to put one on my phone, too.
0: Cool. So yeah, can... and if you have a printer at home, feel free to print it up and distribute it totally. Um, please don't sell it. I absolutely want this information to be public. Please try not to turn it into something nasty. Just have it be the public information that I, that I designed it to be.
1: That's right. And, it's you know, it's respectful, too. You know, I notice as you're going through this, you point out some things that aren't right. But if, if a thinking person was to read this, you did it in such a way as not to offend. I, I really appreciate Thanks. that.
0: I, I really appreciate your comment on that because I really don't want to offend anyone. Or if someone really did lose somebody to feel cowed, like they can't come forward and talk about it. Absolutely not. If you contradict this with your own story, you know, you have someone who you personally know you know, you lost them, then you definitely need to uh, come out with that and talk about it openly. But as long as you also recognize that there's a huge amount of proof that your um, dead loved one is mixed up in a whole lot of fake people, and we should uncover why that is and why that happened.
1: Very good. We're uncovering it here, one victim at a time.
0: I guess next show we'll do the moon hoax, which is the, the moon landing stuff. That's pretty fun.
1: hmm You're gonna have to stop me from talking too much, cause <laughs> that'll be a good one. Oh,
0: I'll, you can take over that one. I had a bit of a, I, I kind of dominated this show a bit. I didn't mean to. Okay, well, uh, see you next time. Hopefully sooner than a week or two, because we nailed this one out and it was pretty easy, so.
1: Yeah, we got it going. Next one will be even better.
0: Yes, I agree. We'll get we'll get better at this. Thanks, folks. Bye, and let's keep it real together.